It was just a joke, Michelle. I don't do jokes. I don't do pranks. As God is my witness, when I get home, y'all ain't gonna never have to worry about me coming with you again. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as I talk about a touch of spite. Yeah, I'll see you then. Okay, so maybe I need to clean up what I meant by I don't do jokes or pranks. I don't do them when I am the butt of them. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. (laughs) I want to talk to you today about what some of my attributes, well, I don't even know if I can call them attributes, some of my flaws and failings. Yeah, that's what I want to do. You see, the situation that I was talking about on the A part had to do with a prank that had been pulled on me by so-called friends. Now, I don't know what gave them the idea that it would be funny to make me the brunt of the joke, but I wasn't having it. And I wasn't having it because I was on a trip with a group of grown people. Yes, we're all grown. This is not kitty stuff. And uh, yeah, I was like, I I will not be your source of entertainment. I will not be your dancing puppet. So true to my word, I got home and I got to planning. Yeah. So I want to talk to you today about spite. And I want to talk to you today about the power of when you have been slighted and totally peed off. You know, I'm keeping this PG. And so anyway, I just kind of like want to set this up the right way so that my tribe can get with me on what I'm saying. So let me ask you something. Let me let me take you through a quick little questionnaire here. You know, have you ever been... um On the receiving end of someone's uh, ire, someone's prankiness, you know, trying to prank you, uh, have you ever been the object of a hater's parade? You know, or better yet, have you ever found yourself in the corner plotting the demise of a future loser in your mind? Yeah, that's what I want to say. Y'all, it's about to get dark up in here, but I promise you there is some wisdom in this coming. You know, maybe you've got a quasi enemy. Maybe your silent mantra is, I'll show them. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that I was amazed when I, when, when, when I got to that point, uh, how effective it could be. And that's really the punchline of this whole thing. You see, over the years, there have been times when I have had my moments. Uh, Yes, I have had, like anybody, I'm not saying I'm special, but I've had my moments where I had to get the uh, mean girls right. I've had my moments where I had to show people better than I could tell them. And so I have learned that just the right amount of spite will get you to the point where you are ready 
to 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 clap back at someone. And that's a slang term for get back at someone, you know, even the even the score, if you will. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be powered by hate. But I am trying to say that maybe, just maybe, you have a little bit of spite and a desire to win, a desire to show them, show them up or do better than them so that they can hate from afar. (laughs) You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And, you know, what would I be like if I did a daily podcast and I didn't let y'all see, you know, the different sides of me? You know, everything can't always be, oh, this is so nice. You know, we get wisdom when we're not being nice sometimes. So let's 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 really get into this. I'm bringing this out now, y'all. I got a good article um, that I'm going to uh, put in the show notes. And I was like, this girl is my tribe member. She wrote a article and it's a short read. She wrote an article called A Spiteful Guide to Self-Improvement. I was like, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. She is my kind of person. And it, uh, when I read it, it, it was poignant and it was to the point. And this is a person who was writing about being confronted for her drinking. And she uh, got sober out of spite. (laughs) And I thought it was brilliantly done how she did it. And it got me to thinking that there have been a lot of times that I have done things that ended up being for my good because I was propelled and energized by a little touch of spite. You know, I'm going to say when I talk about that touch of spite, I can sometimes be princess petty. So if you if you are willing to fess up and say, yeah, I got to, you know, there have been times you might be in that category with me where you are a prince or a princess of petty. Notice I didn't say king or queen. I didn't say a monarch. I didn't say ruler. I didn't say chief. I said a prince or a princess. You know, we're not we're not totally there. We you know, but we can use it to our benefit. Now, one of the things that I liked about this article uh, after she told her truth and how uh, she ended up trying to be spiteful, but she was not hurting them. Um, She was helping herself because her spitefulness, even though it was about the I'll show them situation, they wanted her to get better. And she said something that was so profound, y'all. I just got to share it with you. Uh, She said that she decided that she was not going to be better. She was going to be superior. And the reason why she was going to be superior is because, you know, if you're only better, better just means it's fuzzy, you know, better. Yeah, better. Your better might not be somebody else's better. Right. She says, no, she was going to be superior because superior meant that she was better than them. And I was like, "Mm -hmm. she and my tribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, yes. And of course, uh, I started thinking of uh, one of my favorite books that I like to use as a reference. Uh, I talked about, I've talked about this author many times, uh, Mr. Robert Green with an E on the end of Green, and his quintessential, groundbreaking work, the 38, the 38, excuse me, the 48 Laws of power. 
And I immediately thought about, too, that I have uh, used uh, when I have been in these modes of I will show you kind of situation. Do y'all mind if I share two of the laws? Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so here we go. I'm just going to put these out here and then I'm going to do like we do and we're going to talk through it, okay? So the two laws that I'm going I'm I'm to highlight today because these are, now I have others, but I'm like, these are some of the more nicer ones. So I'm going to share these with you. So law, and they're actually numbered. So law number 25 of 48 says, recreate yourself. Now this is a summation of it, okay? Uh, so law number 25 is recreate yourself. Don't accept the rules that society foist on you. Recreate yourself by forming or forging a new identity, one that commands attention and never bores the audience. Be the master of your own image rather than letting others define it for you. And you know what? Incorporate dramatic devices into your public gestures and actions. Your power will be enhanced and your character will seem larger than life. So you see, when I was sitting there and these folks are laughing at me because they pulled a prank and they kept doing it. I was like, oh, uh, uh-uh, something is not right. I am, I don't know what made them think that I was the one, but I, I, I am not. And yes, I was hot, honey. I was hot all up under the collar. And so I've used that law over and over again because I'm like, evidently, You didn't understand who I really am. (laughs) So I just, you know, and when I say recreate myself, that means that I, uh, I evaluate, I strategize, and I do better. Now, I'm going to say something. One of the tools that I have used, and I actually did a podcast on it. One of the tools, well, not one. Well, yeah, I guess it's one. Uh, But I use a manifesto. So when I want to recreate or spruce up or be able to be the person I need to be to have the stuff I want to have, I create a new manifesto. And in that manifesto, I also create my ultimate power statement for where I am at that particular time, right? And because of that, I'm able to use that as my container and as a guideline to get me to where I want to be. Now, there are some other laws in there where uh, I employ those, where basically it's like, keep your head down, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing while you're working until it's you know too late for them to change you or to impede upon your, pro- you know, your progress. But I'm not highlighting that one today. You see, I'm keeping this light. I'm keeping this good because I don't know if the little children are listening to this while you're listening to it in your car. So if you listen to this little babies, <laughs> uh, Auntie Michelle is saying, do good. All right. Okay, so law 25, recreate yourself. Don't let anybody define you. Recreate yourself. If if you have been spited, you know, and let me just go back to the word of spite, by the way. You know, I normally like to make sure that I am giving the definition, even if you know it. I just like to do that. So spite. Uh, spite is to be deliberately hurt, annoyed, or offended by someone. Okay, so I just want to make sure we are all on the same uh, grounds here. 
So when you've been spited by someone and you use a little touch of spite to to get back, I mean, to um, to have that drive you, then that that's a good thing. So this law 25, when I'm when I'm trying to recreate myself by forging this new identity, one that commands attention and never bores an audience, one where I can clearly be known as the master of my own image rather than others trying to define me, meaning that you know that you know without me having to even tell you, don't you ever think that you're going to try to make me the butt of your jokes, pranks, or any of that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, You know, so I create uh, my manifestos. And I used to think it was weird. I was like, why is it that people, it's hard. Okay, so this is how I look at it, right? So I always ask myself, you know, like, why do evil plans always seem to work? You know, they have these intricate manifestos and they, they are able to do what 10 people couldn't do. When a simple plan you might have to get up early enough to go and bring donuts into the office fails miserably. And it goes back to when you spice someone, it is something. It's like it's a fuel that empowers you to be able to do more and be more focused. It is something that it gets your blood flowing and your body going because when you get that fresh spurt of spite, it just gets underneath you and you have to show them. Um, I've mentioned Simon Sinek, and uh, I, I even talked about his book, Start With Why. Uh, he has another one called Find the Why. Uh, but the if you start with the, the first one, Start With Why, he has some great things in there. And um, not in this book, but in some talks that he's done. I think it's one with regards to uh, how to... Uh, uh, it, well, anyway, not, it's not the one with the millennials. It's another one. But he, he, he mentions something that is really uh, apropos for what we're talking about today. And he talks about this whole, I'll show them, that above wanting to do something to take care of your family and to get reputation and all of this, that the most successful plans that people make are usually achieved because they were peeved, upset, or slighted by someone where they had this running mantra in the back of their minds, I'll show you. Yeah. I was like, hmm, it's nothing like getting up in the morning and getting that blood flowing and boiling because you've been slighted. (laughs) Like I said, it's like, it, it almost feels like the power to prove someone wrong is like putting you on the express lane of self-improvement. You know, it it helps you to be the person you never were before. Now, yes, I am talking about self-improvement. I am not talking about going and doing some something of harmful means to anybody. By no means am I saying that. I'm talking about the good kind. So a touch of spite to help you become a better person is what I'm, I'm getting at if I didn't make that clear. But I do have another law from the 48 Laws of Power in Robert Greene's book. So here we go. Uh, Law number 36. Now, let me take my time with this one so you guys can really get it. Because I'm I'm, I'm not through with the other one, but I just want to make sure I get these in here before, you know, my time goes today. So law number 36 says, disdain the things you cannot have. 
I'm going to say that one more time. Disdain the things you cannot have. He goes on to say, ignoring them is the best revenge. By acknowledging a petty problem, you give its existence and credibility. The more attention you pay to an enemy, the stronger you make him. And a small mistake is often made worse and more visible when you try to fix it. It is sometimes best to leave things alone. If there is something you want but can't have, show contempt for it. The less interest you reveal, the more superior you seem. Remember what I said about the article with the lady, A Spiteful Guide to Self-Improvement, where she said superior is always better than better? It's right here in this law. So I must say this one again. Law 36 is all about not lusting over what you can't have. Instead, being con- being contemptuous for it, disdaining it, it's, you know, making it like a factor so that you will regain your superiority and your power over it. And the people who are slighting you or the circumstances that are putting you down won't have any power over you. You know, um, I'm going to be doing a podcast. I've been working on it uh but it's this whole thing about uh, aspirational items and why people do the things they do to have aspirational things. And when I talk about aspirational items, I am talking about luxury items. I'm also talking about titles. There is a, prof- a doctor, a PhD, that uh, I, I know and I really appreciate. And his name is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. And he usually talks about financial empowerment and those types of things. And he has a saying uh, that I'm going to mangle because I'm doing it off the top of my head. Uh, but it's, it's, I think it really fits right here. And this is what he says. He says, and, and you can get, definitely get his books. Please get his books. Uh, but Dr. Dennis Kimbrough says um, that the poor wear and display their wealth on their person. And then he goes on to say, but the middle class, oh, the middle class, they like to show their wealth in titles and accolades, a.k.a. aspirational things. But the rich show their uh, wealth in their bank accounts and their assets. And a lot of times they hide even that. And I thought that was so brilliant. Uh, Once I had a conversation with him and he was... uh, he was the one that I think helped get me on my journey of becoming a writer. And um, because I had, I, I was making uh, a, a a career change. And what he told me was so powerful. He said that if you look at the uh, affluent uh, households, they always have a library. And he said, how large is your library? And I was happy because I actually have a library. Uh, And it was shortly after that, that I started uh, turning most of the books I had into digital copies because a friend had had a fire and had lost her library. Uh, But to this day, as you can tell, I love books and I actually read them. (laughs) And um, uh, he was right. Uh, But it it went, it went so far as um, 
to show me that I was on to something because when I got my hands on this book, The 48 Laws of Power, and I got down to law number 36, and it said to disdain the things you can't have, uh, it took real shape for me. Now, let me tell you about one of the times that this law, if I had had it at that time, I would have done so much better. When I was in college, I went to a historically black university and I wanted to pledge a sorority. Now, if you're even the least bit familiar, you know, that's a big deal. And I thought I had it in the bag. I went to my interview. Well, first of all, I got the interview because you didn't just go interview at these. You had to be invited to interview. I went, I interviewed and I thought I did everything. I was friendly with people who were already in the sorority. And lo and behold, I didn't get in. And it hurt so badly. And I moped around and I even had a a weird mixture of self-pity and loathing for them. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm good enough, right? You know, I'm young, you know, so still a teenager and I'm going through these things and I would I I would, I mean, even because my friends had managed to get accepted and they were quote unquote online, meaning they were pledging them to become part of the sorority for the entire semester. It was the longest semester of of my time in college or, or at least by memory. And to this day, after my friends became part of that sorority, we were never friends like that ever again. And it hurt and I thought about it and I was spiteful. I was mean. Um, I'll, I'll go on and admit it, admit it. And when I say mean, I was mean in that um, they would act funny with me. So I would act funny with them. And, and you know, in, in a, f- a few situations, <laughs> I had been friends with some of them since we had been in the fourth grade. So it hurt, it cut deeply. But when I grew up, got some waters under my bridge, and I especially came to this law number 36. Y'all, I'm going to read it one more time for you. It helped me. And law 36 says, disdain the things you can't have. Ignoring them is the best revenge. By acknowledging a petty problem, you give it existence and credibility. The more attention you pay an enemy or a thing, the stronger you make them. Um, And a small mistake is often made worse and more visible when you try to fix it. It's sometimes best to just leave things alone. And if there is uh, anything you want but can't have, show contempt for it. The less interest you reveal, the more superior you seem. All right. So there was that one. And I, I just I could not believe that I didn't know this one and that this was one that I was like, oh, my mom and my grandmother, they didn't let me know this. And, you know, they couldn't teach me everything. They couldn't know every hurt I would have. But like I said before, it really hurt. And yeah, I didn't take it well at all. But I learned and I learned to channel that in um, that energy um, into I'll show you and becoming better. And that was the thing that was so powerful to me uh, for the wisdom smack. And it was, I was like, why is it that when you have these altruistic, you know, goals of, oh, I just want to help the world and Monday morning gets, uh, comes and all the big plans you had for getting up early and doing all these things falls through, but let it be something 
where you got slighted, honey, it's not even Monday morning. It's Sunday night and you plotting, planning, scheming (laughs) and putting your plan together with actionable items on it. It just amazes me. And I just really kind of had to go back and reflect on how many times the biggest self-improvement wisdom smacks I have gotten was because I was I was peeved. I was the injured party of something and I wanted to quote unquote show them. Y'all, we don't even have enough time in the world to talk about uh, times when I was doing this in regards to a relationship. Oh, heavens. No, I I, I don't. We, like I said, I don't have time to go back down that raggedy memory lane. But what I will say is that it works for that too. It sure does. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I have had many a smiles on my face when I see the, oh, you made a big mistake look on the uh, other party's part. You know, I've had, oh, anyway, I, I, I'll stop there because I'm, I'm getting a little too excited. And this is not about reveling, gloating or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just going to simply say a touch of spite goes a long way way. So if you have been feeling down, if you've been feeling like, uh, why is it that I am the butt of jokes? Or why is it that everybody seems to be doing better than me and putting me down for it? You know, don't even get mad. Don't get even get better. See, that's the whole thing. You know, we're, we're in a, in a time now where, it almost seems like the more you try to to um, get better, the further behind you get. Don't like Law Thirty Six says. Don't uh, put any in, any energy into that. Don't lust after what you can't have. Um, I'm in an industry where sometimes it makes no sense. Seriously, uh, there will be a person who is a brilliant, talented, creative writer who will put out books and barely make a blip, barely make enough to buy a sandwich. And then someone else who said, oh, I think this will be fun. They read a few books. They they don't even like the genre that they're writing in. They'll read a few books or not even that. And they'll just write it and boom, it'll take off. And they're making money. They're getting... uh, deals for uh, movies, you know, TV and uh, all of these different accolades and stuff. And they make all this money and they even say, well, it's cool. I'm just treating it as a business. And then, and then before you know it, they are these big wigs when this person who is a really talented writer and puts their heart and soul into their craft and everything can barely get a handful of people to read their works. And um, it, it's hard. And that's that's when I really, uh, if I find out about it, I share this kind of stuff. You know, you have just enough spite to not want to get even, but to get better. And and that's when Law 25 comes in to recreate yourself, you know, by forging that new identity. Sometimes I've I've actually known people to just simply change to a pen name and be able to sell the books. <laughs> and I was like, that is crazy. Sometimes they've been able to uh 
improve their public persona and infuse more uh, power into it. Because I'm going to tell you, people love and follow heroes. They do not love and follow wimps. It, it, it is sad, but it's true. And there is realness about the energy that we produce and project uh, that people can pick up on. You know, so there's that. And then, of course, Law 36, you know, don't worry about somebody else's race. So what if they use those words? Well, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you just do that? Because they're really good at that. Um, And they can't even explain sometimes their success. Um, I like it when people say, you know, I think it's luck. I think uh, there is a a bit of luck in in it because I don't know why my books are selling more than XYZ person's books. You know, I can appreciate when when they say that, you know, and to to that end, the people that are afflicted with that, I, I tell them, you know, disdain, have great contempt, for what you can't have. Ignore it. That's the best revenge you can get on the situation. Don't give it credence, you know, move on. And it's something, the more you don't want something, the, it seems like the easier it comes. It's like uh, Mary Poppins. When you don't want me, but need me, I'll be here. But when you don't need me, but want me, I've got to go. And that's what I, I feel like happens with this. You know, so the wisdom smack on this whole thing that I've been talking about with a little touch of spite is that you can use the power from being slighted uh, or even just needing to have a desire to win over uh, circumstances or people who have put you down or uh, made a mockery of you or you've been the butt of a joke or whatever it is of inequality. You can use that to propel yourself to be great at your self-improvement. And remember, you can use these laws of Law 25 where you want to recreate yourself and Law 36 where you show contempt for the stuff you cannot have and you can move forward and become superior and not just better, just, you know, superior. And so that's what I want to leave you with today. So guess what? Yep, my time is up and I sure do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiver with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. So come on back and join me tomorrow. And in the meantime and in between time, please don't forget to rate, uh, subscribe, review, subscribe, share, and comment, and use our Amazon link to support the show by going to michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And I am going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.